Welcome to Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. My name is Adrian Lara. I co-host this show with Greg Catapodi, who is a huge fan of Frasier. This guy has seen every episode multiple times, while me, on the other hand, am a newbie. I'm a relatively unfamiliar with Frasier. I knew of it, but never really got into it. So I'm seeing every episode for the first time. Let's do this. Hello, I'm Greg Catapodi. And I'm Adrian Laura. And this is Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. And this is Season 1, Episode 12, Miracle on 3rd or 4th Street. And the episode opens at a Christmas party in the station. Everyone's around, people are drinking, people are partying. Frasier is the new fish. You see, they've worked out a system to deal with the office molester at the Christmas party. Beverly Weem? It's played for laughs, but it's last in, dicks out, I guess is their system, because he's the new guy. He gets to drive the office lush slash molester home. It's set up early and often in the episode. Bulldog comes up to him. Three or four other people come up to Frazier and say, Frazier, you're the newest employee. You have to take Beverly home. And he's like, okay, great. I'd be delighted to experience y'all's tradition of taking Beverly home. Everyone laughs in his face. Like, oh my God, this guy's going to take Beverly. Can you believe it? <laughs> Big inside joke. Everyone's laughing. Right. Frazier's like, what's going on? Why do I have to? I feel like this is like the Harvey Weinstein's office in like the mid 90s. <laughs> yeah. Like- it's like, who's going to take the bullet? And by bullet, we mean Weinstein's wiener. <laughs> Uh, Steph's the new girl. Hey, new girl, you're going to have to um, get Weinstein's coffee this morning. <laughs> Everyone's laughing. She's like, okay, yeah, yeah I, that's no problem. That's what yeah. I got hired on to do. I'm going to get coffee, make copies. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and he likes it hot, okay? so uh... And they're all laughing. <laughs> and she's like, I don't get the joke, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just, hello, Stacy. And he just opens his bathrobe. And she's like, oh, Oh, now I get it. <laughs> Hot coffee. <laughs> and she's like resentful of her coworkers. Everyone in the office seemed to know I was going to get assaulted. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Wonder why I don't participate in the company reunions. Ha, 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 ha. I'm the girl that everyone knew was going to get assaulted sexually, but no one said anything about. Right. Ha, 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 ha. It's like a fraternity rush week. It's like, all right, new fish gets molested. Who's first? Trick question. No one gets a volunteer. That's the nature of assault. (laughs) This is the big deal with Frazier. He is to be sent home with Bev. He's supposed to give her a ride home, and she is going to assault him. Everyone's in on it. Yes. And when she's revealed, she's actually... A pretty decent, like an attractive woman. Right. So I was kind of thrown off with it as an audience member. She puts like, the ass in sexual assault. Yes, she does. Yes. Very attractive woman. No. no. Young. Attract, not very. Okay. Just attractive. Okay. <laughs> Let's be clear here. Well, maybe she wasn't your type of woman, Greg, but okay. she was very attractive. Let's give her a number, right? Might, might as well. That's what we do here. Okay, we get yes. We like to give scales, degrees. On a scale of one to 10, what would you say? Seven to eight. Seven to eight. To me, that's very attractive. 
we're quibbling over the very, I think. Right. But an attractive woman, certainly not something that should be embarrassed of. Like, oh my God, you slept with that woman that's a right. seven or an eight? Maybe she's more of a... Because when you heard her voice, it was like, hello, Dr. Crane. That was a little odd. But he, so it would have made more sense for the way the world's interacting with this woman is if... You mentioned this earlier, Greg, is that if they put a man in a dress. The Monty Python convention of when you need a grotesquely ugly woman, you don't do that to a woman because that's just mean. You right. take a man, put him in a dress. Or, you know, let's. can it work the other way? If you need, like, a weird-looking dude, could you just dress a woman? Would that work the same way? Maybe I'm being sexist. Maybe it's the time where, yes, we're ready for ugly fucking women <laughs> to be on television. I think it's... It's great to live in an era when ugly women are allowed on television. <laughs> like, uh, or it's the Hollywood ugly. Maybe. Yeah, Hollywood ugly, exactly. Hello, Dr. Crane. I'm, am I to understand I'll be fireman's carrying you to my car this <laughs> yeah, and so she picks him up. I guess that's her thing, is that she's tall. Right. And she's a physically fit woman. She looks like she played, she's like a power forward. She for looks like, like the... a linebacker, man. <laughs> she literally picked up Fraser Crane, who's right. it's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, six plus, heavy dude. Yeah, he's probably 250. Just alley-oop. <laughs> yeah. She picked him up, dribbled him once between the legs. <laughs> Off the backboard. <laughs> yeah. Windmill <laughs> slam. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she's on the East German field hockey team. Yeah, exactly. This is very Eastern European, large. <laughs> Fraser Crane, I will break you. <laughs> yeah, she looks like a little Dolph Lundgren from <laughs> Rocky Four. She's like, Fraser Crane, he's taking me home. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> So that's the big practical joke that everyone in the office plays on Frasier. He's new, so he doesn't know about her history of assaulting men. <laughs> yeah, but a woman being aggressive. Merry Christmas, let's bang. <laughs> Merry Christmas, let's bang. <laughs> I if want you die, very much. You die. <laughs> like, I didn't get the joke. So this woman is going to have sex with Frasier. That's her thing. She gets drunk and wants to have sex. How is this a joke for Frasier? People are making fun of him. Is that the world that they live in? Like, they're making fun of Frasier. Like, ah, look at Frasier. He had sex with that woman. Oh, loser. <laughs> You're single. She's single and a consenting adult. What a weirdo. <laughs> well, it's like uh, so, Frasier had, like, poured Bonnie Weem mm-hmm. uh, into a cab. Welched on his, uh, his agreement. He didn't drive her home. He just, like shoved her into a cab and said inshallah to the driver and threw a 20 at him and ran away and so as we know bev is like a crazy horn dog gropey insatiable insatiable the man is not safe it's like a horror movie you know he's just driving and then all of a sudden you just see a flash of her arm across his face cut to the exterior the cab swerves into a wall Mm -hmm. she leaps out the back window just shatters I need a man. (laughs) Weak. Uh, (laughs) I love this characterization. (laughs) Bev wants sex. (laughs) Like the way the character is presented, I was thinking of like, even though she's not like a large woman obese wise, but it's almost like I wanted to talk as Bev as like a a Jabba the Hutt sort of. (laughs) Neo Norvii Amori. Oh, 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 oh. Bev wants intercourse. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. Like the old death by snoo joke. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right. She's left yeah, nothing the, but broken hearts and shattered pelvises. What is the name of the monster in Return of the Jedi that everyone's getting thrown into? Lando covers and oh, almost thrown into? The uh, Sarlacc. Yeah, you know, Bev is the Sarlacc, or rather her orifices <laughs> are the Sarlacc, and she's just gobbling yes. up men. <laughs> There's over a thousand men suffering in damnation inside of her as they're digested over a thousand years while alive. <laughs> So, uh, Frazier gets home from the office Christmas party and walks in to see, uh, Niles there. And Frazier says, Niles, what are you doing here? Daphne comes out of the other room wearing a black dress, extremely tight and form-fitting. She comes out and says, All right, Niles, I try on this one. I think it's a little tight under the armpits. Oh, I just stopped by to get an opinion on a gift I was uh, considering for Maris, you know, as you do. They very quickly escalated this. He has a ridiculous amount of gawking and ogling at Daphne, where, like, he can't take his eyes off her as she's, like, you know, walking away from him, like, craning over weirdly. Yeah, he's, uh... Like, wear some eye- some sunglasses, man. That's all. <laughs> Take a tip from Adrian and Greg. <laughs> if you're going to ogle and stare, you want to leer at a woman, mm-hmm. get some sunglasses. Get some sunglasses. I wear my sunglasses at night because they dress so dress is so tight. And Nice. That's pretty good. I rhyme dress with dress. <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> So, so this is the, the weird thing. Daphne comes out and she's dressed up in these ridiculous outfits for Niall's amusement. When they say it's the woman's fault, this is what they're talking about. <laughs> okay, not to be like retrograde, but this character is so dumb or in on it. Yeah, either she's so stupid that she doesn't realize this guy is in love with her, that she's like on the spectrum. <laughs> like she has some sort of mental disability. <laughs> or what if... Daphne is plain dumb. Like, what if she's a really smart con man? Right. She's just laying in low, getting all this audio surveillance tape to someday blackmail Niles. Right. Daphne Moon, she's a pro. She's done a string of these sorts of things all up and down the West Coast. <laughs> she cleaned out the owner of the Seattle Supersonics just last year. That's what she does, see? She comes in. She does the old naive immigrant routine. <laughs> you think she doesn't know what's going on, but she knows. You think she's British? Ha! <laughs> last year, she was Puerto Rican. <laughs> I've heard that British accent she does. It's shit. You should see the Puerto Rican accent. Just when we think we're close, she pulls it up the rug from under us. She's good, I tell you. She's good. <laughs> a string of identities. We got Daphnienes Luna. <laughs> Loon is a very lazy word. <laughs> Daphne Moon this year. Daphne Mon the year before. Daphne Suki the year before that. <laughs> I can't believe I've been fooled. I felt like I was in love with her. They always do. They always do. Well, then later, after he's suitably shamed Niles, he uh, is getting excited about Christmas coming. Freddy is going to come. His son that we don't know if he actually exists yet because we've never seen him. So he's about to fly in. They're going to spend time in a rustic cabin. It's going to be a delightful (laughs) family Christmas. Maris is going to nest. (laughs) 
Uh-oh. Ring, 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 ring. Here's a phone call from Lilith, the ex-wife. Apparently, Frederick has received an enormous Christmas opportunity. It involves Austria and the sound of music. Basically, fantasy Christmas camp. Okay, you're going to... One, you're going to the Alps. You're going to stay in the Von Trapp family home. You're going to have dinner with Julie Andrews. Then... She's going to sing The Sound of Music for you. Then sleigh rides, balloon rides. You can't compete with, fuck, I'd abandon my family for that. That sounds fun. (laughs) And so, of course, Frederick must take this opportunity to go on this trip. That's where he wants to go. And Fraser is heartbroken by this. And it was said by both Daphne and by Martin, Fraser's dad. It's okay, Fraser. You were a good dad to plan this. You're a good dad. Both of them said that and really got me thinking, why do they keep telling him his he's a good dad? He lives in a different city than Frederick. He chose to live in that city. Right. <laughs> this wasn't a circumstance. Like he went from Boston voluntarily to pursue a career in radio as an already successful practicing psychiatrist. None of this adds up. So Daphne, Martin, tell Fraser, you're a good father, Fraser. They're consoling him because he's clearly upset that Freddie cannot come to spend time with Fraser. They're like, you're a good father, Fraser. You're a good father. What other lies are they telling him? Because <laughs> clearly he's not. Are they going around telling him, Fraser, you have a full head of hair. You've got a full head of hair. If anything, you've got too much hair, Fraser. It must be a hassle constantly having to, like, brush your hair out of your eyes constantly, Fraser. You know, it seems like it's every other week I'm shaving my head for locks of love. That's why they keep coming back to me. (laughs) Yeah, Fraser, you've got so much hair. You must spend a fortune in conditioning and shampoo. Oh, my gosh, just to have some beautiful, long, luscious hair. Gosh. What? What are you talking about, Fraser? You don't look like Hulk Hogan at all. <laughs> you, no, Fraser, you've got so much thick, coarse hair. Was Hulk Hogan, was he always bald? I believe so. He was okay. all, I think at best. Oh, that's like half thing. Yeah, the Fraser crane. Yeah, the Fraser crane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's so upset about his right. son not visiting him. Fraser decides to work on Christmas Day. He goes to work, and he's got to take all these phone calls. As you can imagine, Christmas, very depressing time of year. People are alone. Right. They're not with their families. It's the absolute saddest part of year. And so these are all the darkest calls. Like, Fraser thinks he's going to get his mind off of it, and he keeps just getting more depressed because each call after call comes in, right. and Frazier's attempting, hey guys, uh, let's just get a standard call. Let's get the next call. I understand that's very sad. Dr. Crane, they just, they don't have any more room to put pins in my hip. The doctor says if I fall down again, they'll have to put me down. Oh, oh, that's that's very unfortunate. Uh, okay, okay. Well, thanks for calling in, caller. Let's get a, you know what? Let's just get a nice like OCD. Ross, can we get like an OCD caller? Uh, yes, uh, Doctor Crane. I just my mother got stuck in the crawl space again. She's like a raccoon. Oh, Animal God. control came out and they said if it happens again, they're gonna have to put her down. Oh God. Uh, you know what? We're gonna get back to you, caller, a little later. Well, you know, let's get Ross. Can we get someone in here? Can we get a good call in? Like someone that's maybe just having a tough time oh, at no, their day job. No, we're having, yeah, look, Doctor. Crane, I had a, co- a hard conversation with my mother. You know, I took your advice and I just appro- I, I approached something I was avoiding head on. 
We had a constructive conversation. My mother, a little background. She is older. You know, there's the conversation you have to have if, you know, she can live on her own, Mm -hmm. live with me, move out maybe, that sort of thing. You got all sorts of options. Uh Mm -hmm. And then, well, I came up with it and we decided. And so the thing is, every week or two, we just put five or so of her morphine pills. We pull those aside and we keep them. And we decided once we hit about 40 oh or so, yeah, we we run the calculations, you know, I did check out a medical textbook, you know, we figured that about 40, that'll kill anything. Like oh my God, caller! I hope you're not suggesting what I think you're suggesting. Oh, no, no, we're not, we're not. We want to be very clear legally, we're not. Our, we've already talked to the family attorney that as long as she is the only person that handles them during the event, if we've done nothing wrong. But, you know, mom's going to be moving on very soon. So I want to oh, thank God, you, Dr. Crane. No, 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 don't thank me. I, I, don't, I, I think thank you need to Dr. think about this Crane. No, 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 please. You no, personally, without I, this, no, I really don't I want this on my head. I don't need to help my mother with her suicide. Please, I don't want to be responsible. Please, please, call her, call her, call her. Caller, caller. Merry Christmas, Dr. Crane. <laughs> you hear the dial tone. Click, cling. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to be right back after these messages. So we find out that Daphne is, you know, she's not staying around anyway. She's going to visit family in the U.S. She that- has an Uncle Jackie. Frazier says, well, that's good. Daphne having a traditional family dinner for Thanksgiving. Good for you. Yeah, me Uncle Jackie, he's a transvestite, he is. Though he's getting a little bit long in the tooth for it, if you ask me. Which is such a great statement. I had to look it up and like write it down. I was like, is that what she said? He's getting a little long on the tooth, he is, for me. Is dressing up in women's clothing something you grow out of? That's a young man's game. (laughs) It's a young man's game. I just picture like the other, assuming her family's all British, they're making fun of Jackie, Uncle Jack. Oi, Aunt Jack, you're still dressing up in a dress. You're not 18 anymore. What are you trying to do? You look ridiculous. Not because you're wearing a women's clothing, but because you're so old. Who do you think he is? Eddie Izzard? Now yeah. he can get away with that. <laughs> so Frazier shows up to work. Looking on- like shit. He's in the sweatshirt of the damned. Yeah, he's got holes. The, the sweatshirt is tathered. He looks terrible, and it, it really threw me off from mm. like, why is he wearing this? Like, if Wh- you knew Frazier actually, you mm. would be concerned about him. You'd be like, hey, man, let's uh, go to lunch. We need to talk. You need to talk? You look like you need to talk. So his outfit doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I felt like there was like a missing scene where there needs to be some sort of storyline for this sweater. Right. He ran into a hobo, maybe, and he's like, oh, it's Christmas. So he gave him this nice coat the homeless guy was like oh you're giving me your jacket well let me give you something <laughs> and then Frazier's like oh well you don't have to that's not necessary and he's like no 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 you're giving me your jacket i'm gonna give you this sweater and it's all tathered and got mm. holes and it's got cigarette marks and then Frazier's standing there looking at the homeless guy like well thank you very much i, I appreciate it this means a lot to well, me. why don't you put it on <laughs> and there's that awkward moment um, of like oh uh, yeah i'll put it on in the car yeah no problem i'll put it but i will why don't you put it on right now uh, I put you, your jacket on. I mean, I, I, I'll promise I'll put it on. Like, a, oh, you're too good to put <laughs> on my sweater? And Frazier's like, oh, no, no, that's not it at all. No, of course not. He realized he's offended this homeless man, so he puts it on. Right. He'll do anything to avoid yeah. mild social embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the only way it would have made sense for him to be wearing that sweater. Uh, 
So, yes, Frazier is experiencing the Christmas of the damned, and he walks into the the diner of the damned, the only place open on Christmas, in the sweatshirt of the damned. He fits right in. It's like people in pajamas and sweatpants. Like, all of the waiters have, like, tuberculosis and are just coughing. It's exactly what you would think. Yeah, they're down and out people, and it's revealed that one of the people that Frazier sits next to is a homeless, and Frazier's there. He fits in with them. As it turns out, he looks like them. They mistake him for one of them by the sweater. They start making comments like, hey, you're like one of us. Don't worry. Hey, we've all been there. No, I'm, I'm a successful radio psychiatrist. Yeah, they're all like, sure you are, buddy. Sure you are. I'm a Wall Street broker. No problem. <laughs> but Fraser can be shitty. Manny should make sarcastic comments about his delicious meal. Oh man, this uh, this turkey log is as good as last year's. And Fraser, of course, goes. I think it might actually be the same turkey log from last year. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like looking at him with, "Who's this fucking asshole?" Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong? Who's that joke for? <laughs> yeah, we're eating the same thing. You, <laughs> we is, said it was good. <laughs> this, this is deli- you're playing to the back of the room, Fraser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Frazier has this conversation with him. He eats on his way out, going up to pay, can't find his wallet. For a waitress that deals with homeless people, she is a hard ass. Yeah. She's like, you can't pay. Right. She's full on, (laughs) attitude-y, necks popping sort of thing. "Mm -mm. No, I just, I can pay. I just can't pay right now. Oh, deadbeat. (laughs) Oh, scum. No, 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 uh, Debbie, don't worry about it. I'll get this one. We've all been there, fella. They're patting him on the back. They take up a little collection plate, (laughs) and they pay for his dinner. Hey, we watch out for each other. Downtown. (laughs) Yeah, hey. Down on Skid Row. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Frazier. Me and the guys, we all put together a bit of heroin, so here's a full ounce and a spoon for you. (laughs) Got the whole kit. Yeah, they might as well have just, don't you worry, hey, the clinic's closed, so I got a little methadone in here for you. <laughs> don't worry, hey, man, we've all been there. We're the same, yeah. Frazier, we're the same. And he's like, he finally goes like, uh, you know, this is the true meaning of Christmas. I understand. Togetherness, you did something for me. Strangers. Thank you. Yeah, he's so grateful. So he says, Merry Christmas. It's like, yeah, you don't have, you know, Frazier... Yeah, you know, we're the we're the regular people of the earth. You know, we're not rich folks with their Wall Street portfolios and their fancy imported foreign cars throwing his thumb back to Fraser's car. Who's parked outside. Who's parked outside. Fraser realizes he's gonna have to creep into his car and there's this waitress then looks down, picks up something, says, Hey, did anyone lose a a BMW key fob? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, BMW, wow, you must have had some high rollers in here, Bertha. And she's like, I didn't notice any. And so Frazier is doing this pantomime silent scene in the exterior of the diner. Very excellent, these silent scenes. Very easy to talk about. Yeah, it's hard to talk about. (laughs) So he's doing this scene where he's trying to get in the car. You realize as an audience member watching the show that Frazier is going to have to come back into the car. He was so grateful. He let them believe he's homeless. Mm -hmm. Now what's he going to do? Is he going to come back in and admit that he lied to them? Is he going to have mild social embarrassment? (laughs) 
And he walks back in. The guy that befriended him, they gave him some money so he could pay for dinner. Turns around, I was like, we're not going to buy you, you dessert, desserts. Buddy. Yeah, buddy, come on. That's, <laughs> that's bit- at least a blow you. Yeah, you're asking a bit too much. <laughs> and so Frazier says, no, no, no. I just wanted to say Merry Christmas one last time. You guys take care. He, so he leaves the restaurant, leaves his car. Right, goes straight to his dealer. Is like, uh, Murray, it happened again. <laughs> yeah, I would love it if that was the case. Like, if this happens all the time. He's so rich in this world, why not? He just goes, gets a new car every time. <laughs> What'd you do this time, Frazier? Did you not have enough money to tip the valet? You just abandoned the car in shame and then walked here and... Uh... Frazier, you're my number one customer. <laughs> How do you afford six car payments? <laughs> And thinking about this is like, I guess that's the worst of the worst, being mistaken for a homeless. Like, there's no way to go. The only way it would be worse is somehow a Frazier homeless. was mistaken. You make that sound like an ethnic slur, Adrian. A homeless? Like, does a it? homeless. <laughs> well, they are kind of their own race of people, I like to think. <laughs> he Or he just had to, like, spend the night on the street. Merry Christmas, Dad. I'm glad we could uh, patch this up. And then as he's saying, up, wait, wait, wait. I, I just, I, I, I had to abandon my car again. And I click. <laughs> <laughs> I have been Greg Catapodi. And I've been Adrian Lara. And this has been Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast, Season 1, Episode 12, A Miracle on 3rd or 4th Street. Thank you in advance for telling your friends about the show. And check out our premium access. Get twice as much comedy, twice as much Greg and Adrian. Yes. Totally worth it. Sign up for our premium service. You just got praised. You just got praised. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening.